0: This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahachek, and I am here to answer the question, how do I raise my kids to have healthy habits? Now, when it comes to being a parent, there can be a lot of pressure, most of which we put on ourselves. As a mother of four, believe me, I get it. There are Absolutely, days where I think I am crushing it, and then there are days where I'm confident I've just completely ruined their lives forever, or at least that's what my 10 year old says. Now, there are a bunch of different directions that we can go with today's topic, but I want to stick with what I know best, and that's coming at parenting from a nutritional and wellness lens. Now, I work with a lot of clients who are also parents, and some are grandparents, and I've heard everything from my child is a picky eater, he or she doesn't eat veggies, I need your help getting them to eat something besides chicken nuggets, all the way to, I'm worried they're going to inherit my bad habits. Now the common thread throughout all of that is fear. We parents never seem to stop worrying and many of us have a fear around our kids being unhealthy. And you know what? That's valid. It's okay to be concerned. But when it comes to what you can do about it, let's dive a little deeper. So what can you do? What is your vision when it comes to your child's health? Let's just take a moment and kind of visualize it. When you picture your child at the age of 18, what do they look like? Or maybe you have an 18 year old. (laughs) What do they look like? If your children are kind of younger, like mine are, or kind of in that preteen or teenage years, what do you envision? when they become an adult, what do you see? What do they look like? What kind of habits do they have? What kind of food choices do they make? What kind of routine are they in? Do you have that picture in your mind? Okay, good. Now there's good news. And there's kind of good news. What do you want to discuss first? I'm a personally rip-the-band-aid-off type of person, so let's start with the kind of good news. I could have called it bad news, but it's really not bad news. It's kind of good news. That vision that you have of your child has a lot to do with you. Now, some of you control freaks are probably jumping and cheering right now, but that's not what I mean. I think any parent of a tween or older child knows that you can't control them. What I do mean is... You set the foundation that everything is built from. What they consider as normal is created by you and the environment they grow up in. Kids who grew up drinking sweet tea at dinner, for example, grow into adults that think it's normal to drink sweet tea at dinner. That's what they know. That's what they're used to. Kids who only grow up drinking water turn into adults who only prefer drinking water. It's not right or wrong. It's just their foundation. The same goes for veggies. I've had numerous adult clients who are struggling to eat veggies because they never were given them as children. It's not their normal. It's not their foundation. The same is true about kids who grow up with veggies at every meal. I've told the story before about my, at the time she was six-year-old who went to a friend's house for dinner and asked, how come you don't have any veggies with dinner? She recognized that something was different. Something was abnormal to her. Again, it's not right or wrong, but I'm hoping that you see how the foundation and what is considered normal can be different for each person, but it's also very impactful for kids and then eventually adults. I also had a client once who realized as an adult that it's not normal for everyone to eat ice cream after dinner at every, every day. So in her family, that was her parents' routine. They would have dinner and then they'd have a scoop of ice cream. And it wasn't until she went away to college when she realized, oh, not everybody does that. So again, it was normal to her because that's what she was exposed to. We are getting to kind of that starting point of where, when, and how foundational habits are born. It doesn't mean, though, if you grew up not eating veggies, that you're just doomed to ever establish a routine with eating veggies. It just means that instead of blaming yourself for poor food choices now, peel back the layers and think about when that habit started. We can also think about this in terms of exercise. Some kids are natural athletes and crave the movement and activity, and some kids aren't. It really doesn't matter as much which type of child you have, if you even want to call it a type. What matters is how exercise is talked about in the environment they grow up in. Kids are always, always watching. I'm sure I don't have to tell you that. This was apparent to me when my two-year-old walked into a room and demanded her sister pick up all the crap in here. (laughs) It was adorable, but made me hyper aware that even when you think they aren't paying attention, they absolutely are. So I want to ask you a super blunt question. That's not intended to cause shame or distress in any way, but merely to open the door for conversation and thought. The question is, when it comes to healthy habits, are you being the person you want your child to be? Our kids model us. They learn what's normal and what's foundational from us and the environment we create for them. The conversations we have, how we phrase things, our actions, our routines, and our habits, they all are receptive to that. Take a moment and think about your vision for your child at the age of 18 that we just discussed and compare that with your actions, habits, and routines now. Are they the same or similar? Now, before I get some defensive emails sent to me, please hear me when I say, You 100% do not need to be perfect. Your diet doesn't need to be perfect. In fact, showing your child that having treats on occasion and fast food sometimes is showing them balance, restricting and depriving certain foods with the label that they aren't healthy creates a whole new set of problems. I've seen this happen when good intentioned parents completely restrict sugar. For example, I knew a friend who did this. Sugar was forbidden, forbidden in their house. Even at birthday parties, the child couldn't have a cupcake, not because of allergies, which I know is a whole nother issue, but because the mom thought that sugar needed to be completely restricted. I also happened to go on a field trip with this child in a class. And the second that that child got access to sugar, what do you think happened? She used her lunch money to buy all the candy that she could possibly afford. She then proceeded to eat all of the candy that she had just bought. And because she hadn't learned boundaries with sugar or balance around sugar, she proceeded to throw it up everywhere and feel miserable for the rest of the day. So again, you don't need to model perfection as the standard because that's there's no such thing. Nobody has a perfect diet. But modeling balance definitely goes a long way. The same can be said about exercise and self-care. You don't need to have the perfect exercise routine or never miss a workout or train for marathons for you to set a good example. Simply showing your child that going for a walk or doing some yoga a few times a week is something that is normal for you. It sets that tone, that movement is a part of a healthy routine and eventually they are more likely to model it. So as I mentioned, there, there's good news and there's kind of good news. The kind of good news was that your vision of your child has a lot to do with you. The good news is that when it comes to habits, good or bad, everything is changeable. You learn habits. Every single habit you have right now, you learned. So if you're listening to this and starting to feel guilty that you aren't setting the right example you may need to rewind it and start from the beginning again, because that is absolutely not what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that you are failing or doing anything wrong. My goal for this episode is to help you think about your own habits and how you as a parent or you all as a family can start creating lasting habits that you all are proud of. It's not only on you though. So take that pressure off right now. It's not only you that is in charge of this but you have a role in it that you can control. We can't control what they do. We might think we do, but we can't control what they do. We can't control what they'll have a preference for, but we can set the stage for what is considered normal. And that starts with creating your own healthy habit foundation. What habits are you doing right now that you're proud of? We all have some. I'm sure there are a few that you are doing now that you're like, yeah, that's a habit. I love that. What habits do you want to add in? What kind of parent do you want your kids to think of you as? Are you going to be the parent that, oh, I'm the mom that exercises. My mom exercises or my mom always cooks dinner or my mom always has a veggie at every meal or my dad gets to sleep at nine o'clock or whatever it is. Or maybe your kids are all grown up right now, but now it's the grandchildren. What kind of grandparent do you want to be? What kind of example do you want to set for your grandkids? How do you get there? What do you need to do? Okay, so to recap, why does any of this matter? It matters because I see clients daily who are worried about their kids. Kids learn and model behaviors, both good and bad, from their caregivers and their environment. Setting the stage for their future healthy habits starts with you and the rest of the household. You absolutely don't need to be perfect. In fact, it's almost better to not be, so it shows them that they don't need to be perfect for it to be effective. Simply normalizing healthy eating, movement, sleep, stress management, and self-care will help in having them form those habits for themselves. So where do you start? Now, depending on what's normal currently in your household, you may not need to modify much, or maybe you do, and that's okay too. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I say a healthy routine? Does that mean establish- establishing uh, better bedtime habits where there are no screens a couple of hours prior to sleep? Um, does that mean... Adding in a veggie at lunch and dinner, does that mean family walks two to three times a week? Does it mean that you are going to start doing a yoga video in the family room for all to see? Actually, yoga is what inspired this episode. It's National Yoga Day, or depending on when you're listening to it, it may have already happened. But my Apple Watch informed me of that. I wanted to get that badge. For anyone with an Apple watch, you know, sometimes you get these notifications that it's a certain day or a certain goal or something. And I wanted to get that badge because I'm weird like that and I'm super competitive. So instead of doing a yoga video alone in my room, I decided to put it on the TV and the entire family did it. Now I posted this on Instagram and Facebook, not to try and show everyone how perfect and healthy my family is, Because we definitely aren't. But I posted it with the hopes that you see it's not glamorous. It wasn't calm, in fact, it was kind of chaotic. My son was into it for like three minutes, then was crawling around on the floor trying to knock everyone out of tree pose. Was it a great workout? No. Was it enjoyable? Kind of, at times. But what it did was normalize yoga for my kids. You never know what will spark something inside of them. One of my daughters proceeded after the workout to start teaching her sisters more yoga moves that she had previously learned at school. She also asked if we could do another yoga class tomorrow. So the point is, normalizing the healthy habits can go a lot farther than being perfect at them. So what one thing are you doing this week to help create foundational healthy habits? Remember, you can also look for that domino goal. And the domino goal is something I mentioned a few episodes ago, I think. A domino goal is something that you achieve or you work towards that impacts other goals that you might have. So for example, if you focus on getting eight hours of sleep or or going to a, going to bed at a time that allows for you to get eight hours of sleep, this will give you the energy to work out the next day. It's like a two for goal, a two for one goal. It makes other goals easier to achieve. So if it's easier to think of a domino goal, that might be a place to start. Again, you don't need to be perfect and this doesn't fall all on you. Share your healthy habits with your kids. Discuss why you do the things that you're doing and how that it helps you. Open up the conversation around balance when it comes to food and activity. Not balance in the terms of calories in, calories out. Balance in the terms that... You don't have to run five miles every single day to be considered healthy. You don't have to restrict sugar completely every single day all the time to be healthy. You can have a dessert. They can have a juice box. They can, you know, not play outside one day and all is well. It's the majority of the time. It's finding that balance that is the goal. And again, they may not be into it right away and that's okay, especially if it's something that, you're newly implementing, so they may not be eager to get out and go for a walk with mom or dad, but that's okay. You're simply establishing the, the habits and you're normalizing that this is what grownups do. This is what kids do. This is what people do. Establishing the healthy foundational habits is a long game. You are playing the long game. So it's okay if it doesn't take on right away. And you can also find different ideas and try out different ideas with the kids. Like when it comes to exercise, for example, if your kid isn't one that will ever do yoga, that's okay. But what about setting up an obstacle course in the backyard? What about doing a family hit workout, you know, in the living room? What about setting up stations with bodyweight activities or tiny dumbbells or stretchy bands or soup cans or something like that where every one minute a timer goes off and you rotate and you do little stations. There are numerous ways to start establishing exercise as normal for your family and for your kids and for yourself. And sometimes when the kids can do the activity with the parent or caregiver, it makes it more fun it makes it less uh, of a barrier for you. If you're, if one of your biggest barriers to exercise for yourself is the fact that you work all day long and you don't want to have to then go to a gym for an hour when you want to just come home and be with your kids because you haven't seen them all day. That's a perfect way to incorporate both things. You exercise or do some activity with your child. It It creates bonding. It creates the normalcy that exercise is something that you do and it establishes that connection. As always, if you need help with this, or if you have questions around how to start or what to do, reach out to me. We can set up a single nutrition coaching session to get you started on creating those foundational habits for yourself or for your family. I'll put the link to sign up for that in the show notes so you can uh, click on that. I hope you can take some time though and reflect back on some of the questions in this episode. I ask a lot of kind of thought-provoking questions on purpose because it's not about somebody telling you what you need to do for you to be, uh, for you and your family to establish healthy habits. It's what you think will happen. It's what you think you can do. It's what you think will be best for your family. You know you and you know your kids better than anybody does. So you have the answers inside of you. It's just a matter of thinking through them, talking through them and getting to the root of them. So anyways, I hope you can reflect back on some of the questions in this episode, and then take action on one or two things set a couple of goals, one or two small goals that are important to you and your family. I want you to know you absolutely have got this, you've got this, you can do this, and this is doable. Everything is changeable and you can implement anything. So I hope you have a wonderful, so much for listening.